Good morning, Chair City Church. Good to be with you. In our culture, confidence is a trait that's often promoted and valued. Recently, you might have watched a virtual graduation, young men and women speaking about how they're going to move on to do great things, to change the world. Sports teams at the beginning of a year speak about how this is the year they're going to go all the way. And confidence can be a great trait depending on what or who you have confidence in. You see, our confidence can be misplaced. Perhaps when I say that, you might recollect a time where you misplaced your confidence in something or someone. And that's why as those who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we want to place our confidence in him, who he is and what he has done for us. I remember 10 years ago when Christian and I stepped out to start a church here in the city of Gardner. As I would assess my abilities, where I was at that time, very difficult time in my life, my resources, and I would consider the many men and women who had set out to start a church and who would, did not see it come to fruition, were not able to sustain it, I did not feel very confident. Though I deeply knew that God had spoke to Christian and I to start the church here in Gardner. And we had confidence in that. And so we pressed on and we moved forward to see what God would do. We didn't know what it was. We just knew that he was doing something and that something was going to be very special. And we could have confidence in that. At first thought, most of us would respond that we are confident in Jesus. Though at times that confidence is tried and it's tested in times of difficulty. Things get difficult externally and things rise up within us and it gets difficult internally. Right now in the middle of what's happening around us, it's, it's just building. It, it, it's compounding contagious virus, battered economy, horrific loss of life and ensuing riots. It is critical for us to have confidence in God. And it is a reminder as every so many things are fracturing around us. We're hoping that peace will be restored. Finances will improve. Viruses will, will, will be remedied or cease to exist. With all this happening, it is a reminder of what we can truly trust in. So what does it look like to have confidence in all of this calamity? It looks like you and I arriving at a place, a very safe and secure place in our hearts and our minds. Let's turn to Psalm 27, verse 1. Book of Psalms is in the Old Testament. Bible is two parts, Old Testament and New Testament. And the book of Psalms is a, not only the largest book in the Old Testament, but in all of the Bible. And verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. 
Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. So David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is telling us that the Lord is light, salvation, and strength. Whatever is coming against us, this is what we have in our God. We might not know which way is up, which way is down, what we're going to do today or tomorrow, but we can have confidence in our Lord because he is light. Light brings hope in the darkness. Many of us right now are living in kind of a shadow of doubt, a shadows of uncertainty. But light dispels shadows. Light brings vision. Light brings clarity, and, and there's comfort in clarity. Even if we don't know what's ahead, we have light in God to guide us. God is light, and he is also salvation. This speaks to Jesus, who he is and what he did for us. He saved us. Let's pause and just take that in and say within ourselves, I am saved. Let's say that to the enemies that are ravaging our life from outside of us and from within us. I am saved. I believe that I have a God that loves me and that has rescued me. Psalm 27 also tells us that God is my strength. David spent a good amount of his life with nations coming against him, people coming against him. Later on, even his life, family. And so often he had to place his confidence in God. It was natural with all this happening for David to be overwhelmed with fear, with worry. And here in Psalm 27, David talks about, why am I afraid? Why would I be afraid? He's speaking to the fear that's inside of him. And David here introduces his fear to his God. As we said several weeks back, let's introduce our fear and our anxiety to our God. David is comparing all that's happening to God's strength, to the strength that he knows exists in God. Because of who God is, we do not have to be guided and motivated by fear and worry. David says in verse 2, when the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who stumble and fall. I want you to get this today, right now. Fear, anxiety, excessive Worry, negative, ruminating, they are not your friends. Can you just say that within yourself? Fear and anxiety, they are not my friends. They are my enemy and they are seeking to devour me. And you want to introduce them, your enemies, to Jesus, your Savior, to the God who is your light, to the God who is your salvation, to the God who is your strength. Jesus is the cure of all that we fear and are afraid of. Even just to sit there and say as you take a hold and capture those thoughts of fear and worry, just to speak the name of Jesus right into them. 
If Jesus can make a way for you and I to have eternal life, if Jesus can conquer death, then Jesus can do anything. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And it's true. I don't think most of you would argue with that. But when we come face to face with the consequences or perceived consequences, we try to devise a way out. But instead of running and scrambling and controlling, we need to pause and we need to read these verses and develop an unwavering confidence in God. When circumstances come over us and we tend to become nervous, grab these verses and say to yourself, God is my light, God is my salvation, God is my strength in Jesus' name. You see, because that salvation, that word points to what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me. What did Jesus say on the cross? I did my best, but I, I didn't get it done, or I brought it as far as I could, or, or you know what, we, we, I got farther than I thought. No, he said, it is finished. I've completed the work that God has sent me to do for you. I've provided salvation for you. I've saved you. It is finished. Take comfort in this great truth. It is finished. God has done it. He can do it. It's who he is. He is my strength. Let's read Psalm 27, verse 4. David writes, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. When we feel fear creeping up inside of us, when we realize that many of our thoughts are based in worry or anxiety, and we're tilting this way or that way, we need to stay safe. And that's what's going on in David's life. You see, David's not focusing on all the difficulties and the uncertainties. I mean, he recognizes them, but he's fixing his eyes on the beauty of God, on the majesty of God, on all that God is. We have a saying here to glance at your problems and to gaze at God. It's kind of like if you took a little penny and put it in front of your eye, it would just take up all of your vision. It's all you would see. And that's what happens when we gaze at our problems versus gazing at God. Every moment of every day is an opportunity for you to dwell in the presence of God. Seek God in times of trouble. He will be your shelter. He will set your feet on a firm rock and a higher rock, meaning to transcend your circumstances. You keep in mind, David was a mighty warrior in violent times. He often would be fighting for his life, his loved ones. And in the middle of all this, he doesn't have confidence in him or himself. He speaks of confidence in God. He says, my safety is in God. My heart, my mind is safe in God. This is what I have confidence in. You know, we are all on a journey. And, and we are at a very peculiar time on this journey we call life. And many of us are in a similar place in that we would say we believe in Jesus. Though we, 
we could be in a very different place when it comes to our faith in Jesus, meaning our confidence in Jesus. And others are at a place where you believe in Jesus and, and you have that level of confidence, a certain degree of confidence, but when faced with the struggle, when faced with the difficulty, your confidence in Jesus can tend to be less rather than more. It's sort of circumstantial or subjective. So when the challenges come, you're likely to spend more time glancing at Jesus and gazing at your problems. And by doing so, I want you to get this. What you're doing is you're giving your enemies, you're giving your heart over to your enemies, fear and worry. Perhaps when difficulty is upon you, even today, you would glance at your problems and you would gaze at God. You would spend more time seeking his face. And in doing this, you're going to be more likely to yearn to spend more time with him because you were made, your soul yearns to spend time with God. You'd be more likely to serve others and consider others and the interest of others. You'd be more likely to be generous in, in, in your giving and your forgiving. In all of this, consider that not to do this, the consequences would be to move away from God's shelter, to move away from God's presence, to move away from the safety that God has for you and that you have in him. If this is you today, God is calling you to have confidence in him, to just gaze at his beauty. He's a beautiful God and he makes all things beautiful. God is calling you to stay safe with him. There are many things that strike fear in us, truly. The one thing we want to fear is when we look to find safety and security in something or someone other than God. Verse 6 of Psalm 27 says, Then my head will be exalted, David writes, above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Don't, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. David is teaching us, exhorting us to see God's face and to have joy. In the middle of the mess, David is finding a way to have these feelings of joy. And that stems from hope. As David's imagination brings him to a place of seeing God doing great things in his life. He will not be limited to the mess and the crisis that's around him. He will not be overcome and thwarted by the current circumstances. But his confidence in God is going to allow him to transcend above those circumstances and to see what could happen, what likely will happen with God in his life. And those thoughts are just having joy just come up and well up within him. You see, joy is when your head is filled with thoughts that God is good. 
And it brings feelings of joy to your heart. Even when everything is coming down around you, God is good. And that brings joy to my heart. And I'm imagining the good things that will happen from God being in my life and me having confidence in him. Wherever you are in your life, God is calling you today to seek his face. God wants you to know who he is. And God wants you to decide right now in the middle of all this that you are going to seek his face. I didn't spend most of my life knowing God, being aware of God. Certainly, I did not spend most of my life having confidence in Jesus. Yet I clearly remember for a good season of my life, maybe perhaps for 10 years, from 18 to 28, this God sort of reaching out to me, giving me these invitations to come to know him. And they weren't vague, and they were very personal to me. So it, it was very difficult for me to just ignore them or to dismiss them. There were these moments where I would sense there's a God. And, 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 and every now and then I would come close to connecting the dots of what's going on here. That, that realizing this is what is truly most important in life. And, and in those moments where I would be honest with myself. And yet I didn't respond to all those invitations. And then there came a time when I did. And one of those reasons was that I couldn't deny that this God who I was struggling with whether or not to have confidence in, to believe in, was truly reaching out to me. That he was touching my conscience. He was invading my being as much as I was trying to reject him. And he was revealing himself to me. I would say now, mercifully revealing himself to Dave. He wanted me to know him. He was talking to the depth of my heart. He was speaking to me in ways that I would grasp and that would relate to me. And he was calling me to seek him. You see, my struggle was to do that. I would have to stop seeking so many other things. I would have to stop placing my confidence in so many other things and people. And some of those things would be material possessions. Some of that was emotional, seeking approval and value from others, trying to prove myself. And God was telling me, turn from all that. Don't put your confidence in that. Turn and seek my face and have confidence in me. God, David is saying to God, I'm going to seek your face in all of this, all that's going on around me right now. I don't know where you are right now in your life. I know it seems that we are all in the middle of this mess, to put it briefly and lightly. And yet each one of us to different degrees are suffering or somewhat immersed in difficulty or uncertainty. But I want to ask you this. When was the last time your heart said from within you, seek God's face with all your heart, with all your mind, with all that you are. Seek the face of God and know that when you seek him, you will find him. <laughs> and when you find him, gaze at him, at his beauty, at his majesty. Gaze at the living, loving God that you have. Psalm 27 verse 9 says, do not hide your face from me. 
David says, do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. God wants you to know him. He is near to you. God isn't hiding from you, and you can't hide from God. I learned that on my 10-year journey from being introduced to God to coming to God. God doesn't hide from you. Rather, God can help you in your ever-present time of need. God can help you. And God isn't rejecting you. No, he's reaching out to you. Even right now at this time, he's mercifully revealing himself to you, and he's reaching out to you. He's inviting you to trust in him and have confidence in him. Our family, our friends, they might not be there or be there in a way that we expected or that we need. But God says, I am here for you. When everything and everyone else forsakes you, I love you. Verses 11 through 14 of Psalm 27. David writes, teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me. They're lying about me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. You see, we learn here that being confident in the right thing, in the right things brings hope. Being confident in the right things brings hope. Because of David's confidence in God in the middle of the crisis, he realizes that there is hope. There is hope in what? In the goodness of God. David's saying with everything that's going on, I would have given up. I would have not gone on. I would have went down a different road, but I would not have seen the goodness of God. I would have packed it in. I would have taken control. I would have imploded, but I would not have seen the goodness of God. So I will wait for the Lord. And as we said several weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that word wait is interchangeable. It really means hope. So David's saying, I will hope in the Lord. Today, with everything going on, with all that you have to juggle and manage, with all the uncertainty Do not lose heart. Stop right now and say within yourself, I am going to see the goodness of God and all that's going on. God is my light, my salvation, and my strength. And he is inviting me right now into an intimate relation with him. He is inviting me to seek his face, to know his safety and security, to have confidence in him to have hope in him, Jesus Christ. Where else? Where else are you going to find such hope in such crazy times? Where else are you going to find hope that's been tried and tested and been found to be true over the centuries? Hope in Jesus Christ. It is just so awesome to know Jesus. Always, but especially in times like this. Share that with your enemies of fear and anxiety. It's awesome to know Jesus. And God is inviting you right now to have confidence in Jesus Christ.
to trust in Jesus. Some of you, you are listening and you, you don't believe in Jesus. I mean, perhaps you might be leaning the other way as I've talked and as I believe God is prompting you and stirring in you, your need of him, drawing you closer to him, providing one of those or extending one of those invitations. God's inviting you today. You know, when I first met Christy, I have a lot of stories about when I first met Christy. It's an incredible time in my life. And uh, when, I, when I first saw her, I, I was taken. She's a, she's a very attractive woman now and then. She's a, she has an extraordinary smile, a smile that just doesn't stop. Um, beautiful person. And, and just incredibly sweet, and and somehow you just I just sense that, you know, you just, I just wow, and uh, so you know I put my game on, and right there in that moment began to pursue her and struck up a conversation, and as you know the hours went on, uh, circumstances led to us hanging around for an extended time, and uh, we're talking, and at one point she says to me, uh, I remember clearly, she says, you know. Uh, you're, you're a little cocky, don't you think? And, and I, I, I was just like, I relished the question. I, I, I was so glad she said it. And I stood there and I said, no, I'm not cocky. I'm confident. And, and, I, and I felt so good because I knew, you know, my thought was like, you know, that, that made me look good. That made me look strong. You see, I wanted her to think I was confident. I was a secure person. I was good. I, I would deem that as being attractive. But I wasn't confident. And I wasn't secure. I was the farthest thing from secure. And, and, and maybe I might have fooled her in that moment. Uh, I know surely I was fooling myself. I'm, I'm being honest about who I was with you now, but I could not be honest with myself then. And even if I would have somewhat on the surface recognize it, I truly wouldn't stop and, and, and take a hold of all the tragedy that that was, it, my insecurity, and my trying to just mask over that with kind of a superficial confidence of some sort. I was fooling myself. And yet I was so trying to have confidence in me and who I was. That was a mistake. And God in his mercy called me out of that. Today, would you choose as I did when I was 28 years old? Time's flying. That would put me at, I don't know, 27 years ago. Would you choose to have confidence in Jesus Christ, would you choose to place your confidence in Jesus? It will not be a confidence that's misplaced. Think of all that you place your confidence in, all the things that you have confidence in, all the things that you take your resources and your thoughts and your abilities and your days and future, that you place all of that in something, have confidence in that one thing, and yet, only to days, weeks, months, years later to say, that was misplaced. I did not gain what I thought I would. Matter of fact, not only wasn't it an add to my life, it was a takeaway.
But today, place your trust, your confidence in Jesus Christ. Place your confidence in God's love for you, knowing that he has a place in heaven. Your heavenly Father has a place in heaven for you. Today, pause right now and say, I am confident that I am going to see and experience all the goodness God has for me. I will not settle for anything less anymore. Today, I'm going to see God's goodness. Today, I am deciding to follow Jesus. Today, I'm going to seek God's face. Today, I believe the best is yet to come for me. I trust in Jesus, in his death on the cross for me, and that he conquered death and was resurrected. He defeated sin and death. I'm going to win. If you are in that mindset and that attitude, say this prayer within yourself from you to your God. God, I need you. Today, I turn to you. I place my confidence in you, God. And I know that you are bringing me to a place of safety and security, that you do not reject me, that you are reaching out to me, and that you love me right now. And I give all that I am to you, O oh God. I have confidence in you and in your Son, Jesus Christ, who is my Savior, who's rescued me, and who is my Lord and my King, and who I now choose to follow gladly. Today, I trust in Jesus. Amen. If you said that prayer, you've begun a new relationship with Jesus. The old is gone. The new has come and will continually come. Now, if you've come to that place, at the bottom of the screen, you'll see a link and a text number. Click on that. There's a form. I just so encourage you to complete the form. It lets us know that you've begun a new relationship with Jesus. It's incredibly encouraging to us. We will pray for you, and we will send you out a special package to give you some traction and to help you along with this magnificent decision. If you are joining us for the first time today, uh, I encourage you to go down at the bottom of the screen, see a link, the text number, click it, and just share with us some basic information so that we can get you out a, a special package and give you some pertinent information about who you are and what we do here at Chair City Church. And if you've joined us and you've never done that yet, take the time to do it today. Really, it's really encouraging, always, but especially in this time, to know that we are seeing God fulfill his mission through Chair City Church. My friends, seek God today with all your hearts. Put your confidence, place your confidence in Jesus Christ. God is inviting us today to do this. I miss you. I'm praying for you. To God be the glory.